So I just got to say, I love the new pulpit here. Do you guys notice? Dave Small. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. So it's, it's a little bit more roomy. I'm appreciating that. I, more than anything, I'm super excited to be at church today because we get to focus our minds now on a God who is so glorious, who loves us so much, and he's changing lives. Uh, we're actually beginning a brand new series today. It's called The Four G's, Truths That Transform. And that may not mean anything to you right now, very likely, but I do want to introduce this topic today. We're going to be covering this over the next four weeks, but I want to introduce the topic today that truth has the power to change our lives. Truth has the power to transform. Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. So truth is really, really important. And so the, over the next few weeks, we want to begin to look at these glorious truths of who God is. I heard about a situation. There was a woman at an airport and she was getting ready to board her flight. She had some time to wait, so she went to the airport shop, the snack shop. She got herself a bag of cookies and she came back to the gate where she was waiting and she found a couple of empty seats next to a guy he was sitting there just kind of on his device, and so she sat down, left the, the middle seat empty between them like we do, and she was excited to finally get into this book that she was enjoying, and she reached into her purse, and she pulled out the book and opened it up and began reading. While she was reading, she began to hear this crinkling sound, and, uh, you know, sound of, of a package opening, and, and she... She lowers her book just a little bit, and she noticed that the man sitting next to her has opened up and is now eating her cookies. And she's thinking, uh, what, like, the nerve? Like, who would do that? Well, very discreetly, she doesn't even really take her eyes off the book. She just reaches over, grabs the bag of cookies, pulls them over to herself, takes a cookie and eats it. And she thinks, that's it. You know, he'll, he'll realize that he's eating the wrong bag of cookies. So she continues to read, and a few minutes later, what do you know? She hears the crinkling sound again. And she looks over, and to her amazement, this guy is still eating her cookies. She's starting to get upset. Who does this guy think he is? And so she just, she's like, she reaches over, she grabs as many cookies as she can, she throws them in her mouth, and she eats them. She's, she's now getting angry. You know, who is this guy? What is he doing? Um, you know, how dare he? These are her cookies. Well, this goes on until they come to the very last cookie in the bag. You're like, who's, who's going to take that cookie? Well, he, the man grabs the cookie. He breaks it in half. <laughs> he takes one half puts it on a napkin, slides it over to her, and smiles, pops the other half into his mouth. He gets up, and he walks away. She is furious. She's thinking, I can't believe this has just happened. Who does he think he is? How could he have done that? And then she hears over the PA system, it's now time to board her flight. And so she gets up, she gets her stuff, and 
She's walking over to her gate and she knows she's going to need her boarding pass so she can get on her flight and she begins reaching into her purse and there in her purse is the unopened bag of cookies. Anybody have a moment like that before? I have. Usually with my wife, honestly. <laughs> my kids. But I love this story because it really shows that behind all of our emotion and all of our action in life is a belief. A belief is just something we think is true. It's a story we're telling ourselves. And really behind all of our, our actions and our attitudes in life, there is something we are believing. Now, when we look at this woman in our story, she's believing a lie. He's eating my cookies. But what if she began to see this situation through the lens of truth? He's not eating my cookies. I'm eating his cookies, and he's actually sharing with me. You know, wouldn't joy and thankfulness and humility fill her heart? See, isn't it amazing that truth has the power to change our life? And when we believe truths about God, it has the power to set us free from some of the lies that we're believing in our heart. And that's what this series is about. It's about looking at those truths about who God is and allowing those truths to create a freedom in our heart that actually changes our life. Tim Chester has written a book called You Can Change. So if you want to know more about these four Gs, I would encourage you to check out his book. It's, a, it's an amazing book. Um, and in this book, he gives us four truths about God that change our life. It's called, he calls them the four Gs. The four Gs. Four truths about God that can change our life. And here they are. Over the next four weeks, we're going to be looking at each of these truths. So there's, there's the schedule for the next four weeks right there. First truth, these are amazing. God is glorious, so I don't have to fear others. God is great, so I don't have to be in control. God is good, so I don't have to look for greater satisfaction. And God is gracious, so that I don't have to prove myself. Aren't those amazing truths that, that really do have the power to set, set us free from some things in our heart? But this is what Tim Chester writes, and it goes back to the story that I just told. He says... Um, behind every sin and negative emotion is a lie. Sinful acts always have their origin in some form of unbelief. And, uh, and that's just true. That's true in our lives that many times that um, the actions, the attitudes of our heart have their origin in, in something that we're not believing about God. As we say here, Christianity is a matter of the heart. And so we are often looking at our heart. What's going on in our heart? Uh, for example, you might be a worrier. Do we have any worriers in the room today? Come on, I'm right here. Yep, always thinking what could go wrong. Yep, that's me. Uh, or maybe, you know, there's, there's just this pattern of fear and control in your life. But what if we began to fix our mind on the truth of God's greatness? He's sovereign over all things. I mean, wouldn't that set us free from some of that worry and control? I think it would. Or, or, or maybe you're here today and maybe it's this sense of value that, you know, my value is in my performance. 
And so we, we busy ourselves, we work hard to show others that we're good enough, always, you know, um, fearing failure, things like that. And, and what if we began to understand the incredible love that God has for us? And isn't it amazing that God's love is not based on our performance, but He accepts us for who we are? And so what if we began to, to think about the amazing grace that God has for us? Could it, could it begin to free us and give us some grace for ourselves in a world that often pushes performance? Or maybe just thinking about how we, we chase our happiness in so many things. Maybe it's Maybe it's a friendship or a relationship, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or uh, a green lawn or a bigger house or a better house or whatever it is. But think about it. What if we could taste and see that the Lord is good? Wouldn't we have a happiness in the Lord that's not dependent upon our circumstances in life? Do you see the freedom in some of these truths? That's what's in, in store for us in this series. Truth has the power to change our life. And when we begin truths about God, it begins to set us free from some of the lies we're believing in our heart. One of my uh, favorite verses on this topic is the one I want to look at today. It's, it's Romans 8, 6. And it talks about two different mindsets. In Romans 8, 6, the Apostle Paul says, The mind set on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. Can we do that one more time? Can we all say this together? Just one verse. Are you guys ready to participate a little? Let's do this together. Ready? The mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Great job, everybody. So what we want to do, we want to define these two mindsets. What's the mindset on the flesh? What's the mindset on the spirit? And how can we be transformed through the renewing of our minds? How can the Spirit of God transform our lives as we fix our mind on the truth of who God is? So let's pray, and we'll dive in. God, thanks for this morning. Thanks for an awesome time worshiping you and fixing our mind on the glory of God. And I just pray that would continue to be planted in our hearts as we look at this powerful scripture from Romans 8, 6. Help us today to begin to think about our mindsets in how we approach life. And I pray that you would begin to help us get a big vision of God that changes our life. So speak to us today, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Cool. I'm excited about this. Two mindsets. We're looking at the first mindset, uh, the mind set on the flesh. And what we saw in Romans 8, 6 is that the mind set on the flesh is death. The mind set on the flesh is death. So let's start with the flesh. What is the flesh? Uh, the flesh is not, in the Bible, it's not your skin. So you're thinking flesh, yeah, it's like my skin, right? No, not your skin. Uh, the flesh in the Bible, it's not your body necessarily, most of the time when the Bible speaks of the flesh, it's talking about our sin nature. It's talking about our selfish nature. It's, as Christians, it's, we'll talk about this. It's talking about our old nature, who we were before Jesus Christ. The flesh, if I could define it, is our natural sinful self. The next verse, Romans 8, 7, we looked at 8, 6. Here's 8, 7. Check this out. 
What is the flesh? The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It doesn't submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Can the flesh submit to God's law? No. No, the flesh is dead. The flesh is unable to please God. The flesh is our sinful nature, and we're all born with it. And it's, it's the part of us that doesn't want to follow God's direction. And Paul says, nor can it do so. So we don't like admitting that we have sinful desires. We don't like admitting that we have the flesh, but it's there. A few weeks ago, our family went to Shady Maple. Yeah, I'm preaching now. I'm preaching. <laughs> Talk about indulging the flesh, right? Oh my goodness. The place is amazing. We were there with our neighbors, having a great time. I had three plates of food and dessert. Excuse me, not just dessert, desserts. Amen. But I'm still trying to figure out if, if the Amish cook it, is it still considered gluttony? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. The Amish cooked it. Yeah. Anyways, so we're like, we, we all eat our dessert and we're having fun. We're talking, hanging out, having a great time. We talk for about 45 minutes. And 45 minutes after dessert, I literally get up, I go back, and I come back with a plate of steak. And <laughs> my neighbor, Cindy, whispers to Angie, did he just come back with steak after dessert? The answer is, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Guys, the flesh is a little bit like that. You might call that the flesh. The flesh is, is really that part of us that's ultimately... It's ultimately centered around me. It's centered around my desires. What will satisfy my heart? That's what the flesh is all about. What in my sinful mindset can I fix my mind on today? And we do that. We fix our mind on the desires of the flesh. A few examples. We just continue to talk about these examples. I want us to be thinking about this. It could be control. Mindset on the flesh could be control. Uh, wanting to run things, control things. I need to be in charge of things. Or maybe for you, we're going to learn for me, it's approval. It's, it's, it's trying to please people and... and um, what, you know, what can I do to please others? You find yourself doing too much, trying to please too many people. You have a hard time saying no or speaking. Just the truth that's in your heart could be approval. Maybe a mindset on flesh for you is, is comfort. And, uh, and instead of turning to God, you're turning to food or pleasure or a relationship. Can I see that we all at times have our mind set on the flesh. And what we're learning in this series is that behind all of these negative emotions is a lie. If you'll put up Romans 125, 
says they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. And this is all of us at some time, you know, we're all in this boat. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. It goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. You remember in Genesis 3, what happened? Adam and Eve believed the lie. They turned from God and the result was death, spiritual death, physical death, eternal separation from God. And what the Bible is teaching us is that a mind set on the flesh is death. And as long as we're setting our mind on approval, performance, comfort, control, we have a mindset that's ultimately going to lead to death. But look at this. There's another mindset in Romans 8.6. I love this. The mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace, which is awesome. Life and peace. I love the life part. And I really love the peace part because a lot of us could use some peace in our life. And, and what Scripture is saying is if we'll set our mind on the Spirit, we'll begin to experience that life and peace. Spirit. What is the Spirit? Who is the Spirit? It's not talking about the human spirit here. It's talking about the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. The Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Last week, we, we got to baptize Three people, it was pretty cool, and I don't know if you were, you were here, but maybe you heard us baptizing the way that Jesus taught when he said, baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It's Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Isn't it interesting? We baptize in the name, one name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That, that kind of confusing to anybody? A little bit confusing. You're like, one name, but... You just listed three names. What is, what's the Trinity all about? It's, it's one name, three persons. It's one God revealed in three persons. Is it three gods? No, it's not three gods. The math of the Trinity isn't one plus one plus one equals one. It's one times one times one equals one. That's the math of the Trinity. So this is, this is cool. Our, our passage is encouraging us to set our mind on the Spirit. Set your mind on the person of the Holy Spirit. And, and this is really important. The Holy Spirit is not just a power we use or a feeling that we get. The Holy Spirit's actually a person we can know. And, and in the Christian life, a lot of times we talk about um, a relationship with Jesus and we should. Jesus is our Savior. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead. Christianity is not a relationship. It is a... Sorry, Christianity is not a religion. <laughs> Thank you for catching me, keeping me honest. Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. It's a relationship with Christ. And we see, we see God. We talk about God as a father. We've just been through a series on the parable of the prodigal son, and there's this beautiful picture of God as this father and how he's, all, he's calling us all home as sons and daughters to experience his love. It's a beautiful thing. But many times we don't talk about the Holy Spirit. And I think it's because he's the most mysterious of the Trinity. But guys, we cannot do what God is asking us to do without the person and the power of the Holy Spirit. We can't do it. It's kind of like, like oxygen. We can't breathe without oxygen. You know, for a long time, people didn't understand oxygen 
because they couldn't see it. And, and you think about, you know, 500 years ago, uh, Leonardo da Vinci is, he begins to get this idea that maybe there is something in the air that we breathe that is vital to life. And then you have the, 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 these guys in the medieval age, and they're trying to figure out what is it in the air that's so vital to life, and they couldn't figure it out. And then in the 1770s, you have, uh, I would call it the chemistry Olympics. You've got uh, a French chemist, an English chemist, and a Swiss chemist, all trying to be the first to discover oxygen. And if you go online, they're all still arguing about which one it was. Um, but what the crazy thing is, it blows your mind, is that they discovered that oxygen is necessary for life. That's kind of funny, right? We take that for granted. But have you discovered that the Holy Spirit is the oxygen that is essential to our spiritual life? Remember what we said about the flesh? The flesh cannot please God. The flesh can't do it, but the Holy Spirit can. And the old creed called the Holy Spirit the Lord and giver of life. And, and for our spiritual life, the Holy Spirit is our breath. He is our oxygen. You know, when the Bible says when you put your trust in Jesus, you actually receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It completely changes your life. That flesh we talked about, it, it's crucified with its sinful passions and desires. Your sin is forgiven. And this life-giving spirit brings you to life, begins to change your life. Just a few verses later, Romans 8, 11, Paul says, this blows my mind, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life, eternal life, spiritual life, to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Did you catch that? Believer in Jesus, the same spirit that what? Raised Christ from the dead? That's pretty awesome. He lives in you. He lives in your heart today. He is your oxygen. And when that spirit of God breathes on a life, when it breathes on a congregation, when it breathes on a city or anything, it goes from death to life. The mindset on the spirit is death. So, man, the mindset on the flesh is death. The mindset on the spirit is life and peace. Amen. And isn't it interesting that Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth? Spirit of truth. So we're setting our mind on the truth of who God is. The Holy Spirit's at work in our heart. He's turning our minds. This is how transformation takes place. He's turning our minds to the truth about who God is. The Bible calls it the renewing of our minds. And so I want to get very practical now. Um, got some good theology there about the flesh and the Spirit, setting our mind on the Spirit. So how do we change our mindset? How can my mind be transformed? By the renewing of my mind. And, and this is where I'm really excited because this is where our series is going. This is what God is going to begin to do in our lives over the next few weeks. We're looking at four truths 
that can transform our life. And these are from Tim Chester's book, You Can Change. Here they are one more time. Uh, God is glorious, so I don't have to fear others. God is great. I don't have to be in control. God is good, so I don't have to look for greater satisfaction. And God is gracious, so I don't have to prove myself. Those are truths that will set you free. And they're going to set us free over the next few weeks. Look at how this relates to the two mindsets. This is interesting. So uh, look at this. Two mindsets here. We've got the mindset on the flesh and the mindset on the spirit. So here's the mindset on the flesh. I long for approval. And what's the fruit of that in our life? If I fix my mind on approval, what will be the fruit of that? People-pleasing, fear of man, fear of what people think, faking, hiding, avoiding conflict. The mindset on the flesh is death. But the mind on the spirit says God's glorious. I don't have to fear others. Fear God, I don't have to fear others. It sets me free to be bold, be secure, be yourself, speak truth. The mindset on the spirit is life and peace. And you can go through each one of these. I'm striving for control. I find that I have a mindset that wants to be in control. And what does that produce? Overbearing, impatient, anxious, inflexible. But you know, God is great. Here's a mindset on the spirit. I'm going to fix my mind on the truth. God is great. I don't have to be in control. So I can trust others. Be patient. How about this? Let go and listen. Mindset on the spirit is life and peace. Look at the other one. I live for comfort. Some, some fruits of that, bored easily, escape sins. Um, it could be escaping into something unhealthy. It could be escaping into a relationship. could be escaping into anything. Undisciplined, complains of work. Um, but God is good. Here's the truth that sets us free. God is good. I don't have to look for greater satisfaction. He is enough for me. So I can persevere. I can go through that hard thing. If I'm not comfortable, I can find joy and sacrifice. I have freedom in the midst of what I'm going through. Self-control, all those things. And here's that last one. My value equals how I perform. A lot of us struggle with that. You can be burdened, comparative, hard on self, slow to forgive. And here's the truth that we can set our mindset. Mindset on the spirit, the spirit of truth. God's gracious. He's gracious. I don't have to prove myself. It's all been proven when Jesus died on the cross for me and I received his grace. So what's the life and peace we can receive from that? Grace, acceptance. You can rest. Praise the Lord. Forgiveness. So I, I, this is where we're going over the next four weeks. We'll look at each one of these each week over the next four weeks. And, and I just have one very simple application. Begin to notice your mindset. Maybe take this with you. When you're stressed, when you're frustrated, when fear rises up or life has you down, just ask yourself, what's going on in my heart? Am I believing one of these lies? Am I focused on approval, control, comfort, performance? And then let's ask the Spirit of God to begin 
to reveal the truth of who he is to transform our mindset in that situation. I've shown this to Angie uh, yesterday, and she goes, so which one of these is yours? Are any of you already kind of, any of you already have one that's kind of coming up for you? Yeah, it's pretty interesting, isn't it? I was like, oh man, like, you know, one, approval, two, how I perform, and, uh, and even this morning, you know, we were talking about this message, and she's like, ah, oh, you're so hard on yourself. And those performers can be really hard on themselves. But God wants to set us free from all of this. And I don't know what it is for you. Maybe it's approval, control, comfort. But all I'm asking today, we don't have to figure this all out today. Just begin this week to notice your mindset. Where's my heart in this moment? You know, this is a tool that you can use with your kids, and I watch Angie do this all the time. When uh, our kids are struggling and Angie just says, hey, can we let Jesus shine a flashlight on your heart? What's going on in your, on your heart? What, what lie are you believing? What's the truth about who God is? Guys, that's a tool you can use with your kids. And that's all we're going to be doing in this series. We're going to be talking about who God is and how that can set us free from some of these things we experience. Pretty excited about it, actually. Um, Ro Romans 12.2, I just want to end with this. We're in Romans a lot today. It's a great, great book of the Bible. Romans 12.2 says, Don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. I really appreciate Max. He taught us a new song today. Um, what was that song called? Uh, Speak, O Lord. And he was showing me the words this week. What perfect words for today. I, I just... I invite you to make this your prayer as we enter the series. This is our prayer as a church. Speak, O Lord, as we come to you. To receive the food of your holy word. Take your truth, plant it deep in us. Shape and fashion us in your likeness. God, would you do that in our lives today? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thanks for this time in, in your word. You are an awesome, awesome, glorious God. And I pray for a greater revelation for who you are as we go in this series. God, our prayer is that you would take the truth of who you are and you would plant it in our heart. So often our, our heart wanders. We fix our mind on control. We fix our mind on how we can please people or um, on the need to perform or comfort and all these things, God. But we want to be free through the power of your Holy Spirit. So we invite your spirit now to come and to transform our lives. Help us to be renewed in our minds, God, in our hearts, in the deepest part of us. Speak, O oh Lord. Speak your word. Change our lives. Transform us and make us more like Jesus, your son. It's not about us, but it's about the glory of who you are. So would you set us free this month through the power of your word? We pray that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. All right, let's stand. Let's worship him.